Welcome back to the pod. Welcome back to the pod. Do we have a great episode in store for you all today? It's been really fun to have a lot of the OGs back. Yeah. It's been really nice. This is our second part two series of bringing back a guest from season one. We're bringing all the friends. We're bringing all the friends along with us. It's fun to have an ongoing conversation. Tell the people who we have today because it's great. We have our dear and lovely friend, Mariah Green, and one of our favorite people on the internet because damn, that girl is fucking funny. (laughs) You'll hear me say it in the episode, but I listen to a lot of y'all stories on mute. Let me just tell you. And when I see Mariah Green's bubble pop up on my feed, full blast sound. Yeah. Full blast. Full full blast. Mariah Green is a New York-based plant doctor and stylist, and she's the founder of the plant design firm Greenpeace. She also is a former elementary school teacher, elementary educator, and graduate of the Bank Street College of Education, which are both coming together today in a beautiful way. Because we are talking about her, uh, if you're listening to this in real time, aka the date it's been published, about to be debuted, picture book. Mariah wrote a book. It's called Good Things. It's alongside Penguin Random House. Ever heard of them? And the book follows a young boy moving through grief. So we had a lot to talk about with that today. And as I mentioned, if you're listening to this, this Monday, as it's being published, as you should be, hello. It'll come out tomorrow. But for everyone else, go run and get it, baby. Mariah's been talking about this book for so long with us. I'm so happy for her. In the DMs, on text, even behind the scenes, I feel like when we recorded this first episode, it's been so beautiful to see it come to light. I cannot wait to get my hands on a copy of this amazing, amazing book. Also, the illustrations. Oh my gosh. So I can't wait to get it for my mom. She's an elementary school librarian. Yeah. Have her read it to the kids. Ah. Let me just tell you a little bit about what we talked about to give you a little taste. We talked, of course, about grief because, you know, we're talking about her new book today. And we talked about grief, particularly within the lens of Black community. We talked about switching and balancing creative modalities. She's expanding us with that one. She also like uses so many metaphors of plants. She's my favorite metaphor person when it comes oh to my a gosh, plant and said, how it we relates said to that quite literally episode. everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, we everything. Did. And we also talked about lessons she's learned about grief from her clients, from her community, just from being a human being existing on this earth in this time and how she implemented all of those lessons into her book, even lessons she learned writing the book. Absolutely. Mariah is always an expansive conversation, and I'm so happy to know that she's just a phone call away for us. So please enjoy our conversation with our friend, Mariah Green. And don't forget to get good things. I'm Meadowlark. And I'm Gabriela. And this is Thoughts May Vary. The podcast that sits at the intersection of mental health, nuance, and community. And we're grateful you're here. And that's me. That's just a little bit about us. Yeah. And. Is that gimmicky <laughs> enough for the people? <laughs> we're a glowing family. Hello. We're a glowing family. I also, <laughs> before we begin, said I would not forget. Where do y'all find these fucking memes? <laughs> We follow people that like share really good memes. Yeah. Okay. So I need to follow who you're following. But I also am just like, what amount of trauma do I need to experience in order to find these memes? Because they're not coming on my timeline. So if you follow mm-hmm. if you follow softcore trauma, yeah. they make a lot. And then that will start getting your algorithm <laughs> going for like the mental health trauma memes. Because they're they're 
funny. Of course, it's like a trauma account, literally. That was the most validating question you've ever asked us in our lives because we pride ourselves on our memes. <laughs> it's too good. How are you? How's your man? Oh, man's. Yeah. He's great. He's at the gym Ooh. for me. I pray himself uh, because it's healthy, but like it's for me. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> He's in the Gabby gym. was just in his homeland. I was. Is that where you went? Yeah. Mm-hmm, I was in England. Where is he from? England. Yeah, He's but, English. Yes. Does he have an accent? No, no. My no, boyfriend is boyfriend. not English. Your boyfriend is English. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, wait, are we dating cousins? Hold on. Yes, wait, so my boyfriend is great, English. Mm-hmm. And he lives right outside of London. It's like going upstate. Type yeah. Cute. Tender. Yeah. Did you like it? Oh, I loved it. I mean, I I love always love going there. I used to go there a lot more frequently pre-pandemic. And it had been okay. like a good four, four, five years. So it was time. Damn. I know. It was really exciting. Oh, my God. Wait. Look at your cat. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she serving cat in the corner? Ooh, serving. Look at that face. I was listening to our old episode and she was like jumping all over your kitchen in our old episode. So it only makes sense that she's back again. She literally runs this house. It's sick. It's a yeah. white couch and she's making this her bitch. It makes me sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I have white face. couch money for once in my life and, <laughs> yeah. and then like <laughs> lay down. She doesn't give a fuck. You can see it in her face. She does not give a fuck. I appreciate yeah. it so much. I can't believe you're doing this three hours later than us because my brain by the, by this time already is like. <laughs> oh, I kept my brain very open and at peace today because I was like telling everyone like, no, 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 I have a podcast later. Like you're not going <laughs> to fuck up my wellness brain delivered today. I didn't touch a plant today. I didn't send an invoice today. That's not what today is. Today is. Today's my day. We're here and we're ready. Co-host day. Yeah. Absolutely. We can't believe you're back. We're really excited about this. You should be like the third co-host on Patreon. Don't. She's like, I'm don't like, play with my schedule's heart. so busy. I'm like giving you more work to do. But I'm like, please no, come no, back no, all no. the time. Any excuse. I'll quit. Yeah. I'll quit everything. Please. Oh my God. That would be sick. If you hit me an hour before and were like, come on the Patreon, I'm coming on the Patreon, okay. Bonnet and everything. Like, let's go. Oh, I want to do you, it. Dude. Let's I go live on Patreon you. with Mariah. Oh my God. That'd be so much fun. Okay. It's happening. Okay. Wait, we have a very important episode ahead of us because we, we have do. a very exciting announcement for you. Well, you have a very exciting announcement for oh. everybody. So we like want to make sure <laughs> Her face. that we dive <laughs> right. She's like, what did I do? Something very important <laughs> that we're going to talk about. I'm like, no, my nudes leaked. Like, <laughs> right Every morning. We're pulling Every them up morning. now. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on no Every morning. Okay. iCloud's been hacked <laughs> bro wait pause before Good. anything else hold on has anybody seen the new black mirror no and I've the Aaron and I have talked about it every day for a week we watched it last night you, the first did, episode have you seen really? it I'm no, trying to I watch the first episode. How good is it? I decided to save it for the weekend in case it really like rocked my world and I just decided to be a little hollow shell. It is no, no, no. low vibrational. No, this one, this one was fine. Oh, this the first one was okay. fine. I haven't okay. seen the rest. We started to. It involved murder. So I got tired and I went to sleep. But the first one was fine. Bored. <laughs> yeah. Murder <laughs> boring. True crime upset. No, 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 no. The first one, the first one's good though. The first one's not gonna make you a shell it's just like yeah 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 okay keeps your brain hy- hyperactive oh i'm excited I murders love that yeah. well just i just it's thought of it because you were like news getting leaked so i also just want to say too that 
we're all so annoying. We're like, oh my God, yeah, me and my boyfriend watched it. Yeah, we watched it. No, we haven't watched it yet. Like whoever's listening to this, <laughs> I'm so sorry yeah. if yeah. you're going yeah. through some shit and don't have a partner because this is some really annoying shit. I yeah, know. I'm just putting it out there. I'm glad you I said know. that because the amount of times that I catch myself being like, oh, and we did this and we did, and I'm like, shut. Like, you know, when you hear it coming out of your mouth, all of a sudden, you know, French and it's wee, wee, wee. Why? Literally. We need to hear what you're currently unpacking. Tell us. Oh, and I kind of wanted to you to do an update on last year's unpacking because mm. it was almost a year ago to the day and you were unpacking mm. a deficit mindset and like your perspective <gasps> on when people approach you and say they want to help you and you got mm-hmm. white couch money now. So I want to kind of hear how that's turned around wow. for you. Love said that, that? I said she that? did her research. You said that. Ooh, it was very thoughtful. Okay. Yeah, you're that is real. A thoughtful woman. Yeah, okay. it is real. Yeah, my one brain cell works sometimes. Okay, <laughs> today I'm unpacking. <laughs> Shit, why didn't I remember this from last time? I could have prepped something really fancy, but now I'm no, like, no, no, no. Right, give it to us for real. Yeah. Okay, today I'm unpacking that the job is done. But anything that is meant to be mine is already mine. Like yeah. in some SZA type shit. Yeah. Like it's already done. Mm-hmm. It's done. Like mm-hmm. have a seat. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the popcorn. Mm-hmm. Close the shit. Like just chill. It's all yeah. just sit still. Yeah. We always, we like to say resting in that. joy versus resting in anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like while you're waiting for the thing to come through, you know, it's coming. Mm-hmm. So why wait in anxiety if that makes no difference to the outcome? Wait it's in such your a joy. waste of time. Yeah. And it's funny because in my gut, in my soul, I know that to be true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But something about feeling the anxiety while waiting feels productive. Oh, good point. Oh, yeah. 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 Because it feels like you're controlling something. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It feels like I'm controlling something. And then I have this fear that six months later, it will not have come to pass the way that I thought this thing would. And I'm going to beat myself up and think, oh, you weren't prioritizing that. So mm-hmm. I equate mm-hmm. prioritizing something to literally shitting my pants anxiety worrying about it it. and that's not fair no there's a very delicate dance that I'm currently trying to master where like it's okay to have a little bit of fear driving you and like a little bit of like a motivator to like you know some people don't agree don't agree I don't think Meadow fully agrees with me Mm. but that's fine but no no I do and I just use different terms I think yeah the same thing right that's my very right Me and Meadow fighting, very interesting sight to see. We're yeah. like, I just feel that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel, I hear you. I hear I you. That. I'm okay with like a little bit of fear motivating me, but it's a very delicate dance of like, I want to live in that joy and I want to like exist knowing it's already done and signed, sealed, delivered, but also being like, but bitch, you need to put in the, like, you need to co-create. Yeah. You know, I always talk about the fucking stress curve too. So like mm. a little bit of stress, it's a, it's like picture like a normal bell-shaped yeah. curve. This is stress, mm. this is productivity. So like a, a little bit of stress, you need to light a fire under your ass to get some shit done. Otherwise it's mm-hmm. like summer, summer sure. break. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. I'm on the couch all day. All the chores go out the window. Versus if right. you're too stressed, then you're also, your productivity is low because completely you have too much going on that you just want to Netflix binge, Black Mirror and go to bed. Like it's too, you don't even get started. So you have to have just right. enough stress to kick your ass to be productive, but not so much that you need, to, that you like fall into burnout because you're Dude, so, it's so, so delicate. Have you mastered that, Meta? 
Fuck no. No. <laughs> I played with that all the time. You were describing that shit like you pick it up from CVS. Oh, like, yeah. I've had to I've had to teach people that concept since 2012. So I'm well, I'm very familiar with the concept and I think about it all the time. So I think I, I'm quicker to recognize when I'm out of that optimal zone. But mm-hmm. I, of course, I'm, I'm a fucking Libra. My whole life is going to be about striving for balance and never achieving it. Like that's my, that is my fate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Wait, the cross Gabby, I bear. I'm a Taurus. <laughs> okay. Libra, Taurus. What are you Obviously Leo. Leo. Yeah, Leo's only right. asked, did you see the thing? Leo's asked other people's signs so they can tell everyone in the room they're a Leo. They're- <laughs> Leo's love Leo's. <laughs> Leo's love Leo's until they don't like Leo's. Until they don't like Leo's. Are you wearing a shawl? No, I had to get a blanket. I don't know why. Oh. It looks sunny outside, but it got cold. <laughs> She's it's a, a refined woman. <laughs> Imagine. That'll luxury in my voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a spider. I'm actually very into the shawl. Iconic. Pasha. Love Shout like out. It. Yeah. Can we close the loop on the deficit mindset? Where am I at with that? Um, I think I'm doing a lot better. And I kind of like tested myself on that. A few days ago, my deficit mindset was coming from a space of not giving myself grace, of course, mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. me trying to predict that something will go wrong before I even try the thing. And so mm-hmm. if I just, in my mind, tell myself, oh, this probably, these are the three wor- three reasons this could possibly not work out, then I've at least planned and been in a tiny bit of control. It's all about control, right? Mm-hmm. But now today I'm like, oh no, it's fine, whatever. Because I can think back. So my therapist, we do this exercise. She gives me this little sheet. And one of the things on there is you take your thought and then you find evidence to the contrary of yeah. that thought. Love mm. that. Yeah. Live for it. She yeah, reads yeah, me yeah. for filth every time. Hell yeah. Hell we look yeah. for evidence. I'm a detective yeah. in that bitch. And I always find evidence to the contrary. And I'm like, oh, everything's actually okay. Mm. I love that. Hell yeah. The TMB listeners love an exercise. They love like a chart. They love really? a tangible tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love a tangible tool. So thanks for that, Gem. Oh, yeah, of course. And one of the other ones is, um, oh, let me think about it. But it's a great exercise. And maybe I can even send it to you and we can memify it and then share it. <gasps> I would love to. Our dream come true. Our absolute dream. Happy to. Now I'm pivoting because we have a lot to talk about. Let's get to the point. We, we have, have something to to very point exciting here. to talk about here. We need yeah. to talk about good things. I dropped the album. She's a fucking author. She's an author. She's go. an author. She wrote a children's picture book. Bring it out. Show us. Ah, it's so good. It's here. It's my baby. It literally, it's obviously, so I don't have kids, but I have to think that this is one hundredth of the feeling that you get yeah. when you push out a something. I've been working on this beautiful piece of work for like over three years. Yeah. And wow. the journey to get here is so crazy. And I'm so excited to share it with you all. But equally, I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on. I don't know what day of the week it is. I just know that it's done and yeah. I need people to buy it. And then, yeah, that's it. I'm an okay, tell now. us about I wore the whole process. Shirt the thing. I wore a collared shirt with you. Oh, I, I really should have gone the memo, but I did not. No, but no, I want to okay. hear like, okay. even like Inception, like I, we obviously know you were yeah. a teacher. Like when did the concept come to mind? I want the whole story. Don't hold okay, back. Okay, so boom. I was in grad school at the Bank Street College of Education and I was student teaching at the time. 
And so in order to graduate from Bank Street, you have to do one of four different things, like a thesis, you can Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. write a curriculum, you can write a children's book, or you can do, I don't know, one other thing. I originally went with a curriculum because I was like, oh, I can like do that in my sleep. Mm -hmm. And then my lovely advisor, Molly, shout out to Molly. Molly is my everything. Molly was like, you need to come into my office. We're going to chat. I really think it's a missed opportunity if you don't write a children's book. Just try it. Just do it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, fine. I'll write it. So I write this thing. It's 2019 and I graduate in 2020. Right before 2020 hits, I get an email and I'm doing the plant thing on the side at this Mm -hmm. point. So Mm -hmm. I'm like little Greenpeace doing my thing. Um, I think New York Times, Good Morning America, all that stuff had happened. So I was pretty established in that, but also Mm -hmm. just trying to finish school. So then I get an email from Penguin Random House. Like, how did you get this number? Shut up. And they were like... Literally, Ariana, what are you doing here? Definition. What are you doing here? (laughs) So they're like, hey, Mariah, we love all of your plant work. Um, We're wondering if you're interested in working on a coffee table book about houseplants. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit, this is fire. This is my moment. Like, this is something that I can own. I'd been craving something that had my name on it. Mm. And not like brand X Mariah or like Mariah's Mm -hmm. collabing with. And so I was like, okay, this is amazing. And then my second thought was not to be ungrateful, but it was like, I'm so fucking tired of these coffee table books about plants and how to decorate your space. The money Mm -hmm. that I'm spending on these coffee table books is money I could have spent on my damn space. Mm -hmm. So that was where my head went. And so I responded in probably in like a rush, like, Hey, um, thank you for the opportunity, blah, blah, blah. However, I'm wondering if you're interested in me working on a picture book because I'm working on that um, for grad school and it's due in a couple months and I'm happy to circle back and give it to you. And the woman goes, yeah, that sounds great. Just let us know. But it was the type of email that was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like we're not Mm -hmm, going to not take a manuscript. So I was just like, okay, whatever. Months later, I follow back up and I had to all the courage in my body to follow back up and send her this manuscript, never written a book before, never done anything. This was just my little senior thesis. And so I send it in. Fuck yeah. Proud of you. Thank you. Even that step, like if nothing came from it and you just did that, that is huge. Yes. 100%. Massive. Yeah. And I had it in the back of my mind the whole time I was working on it that I need to send this back and it cannot not be great. So I send it over to Miss Jessica. And Miss Jessica is like, we love the story. And just like, I'm paraphrasing, of course, it was a lengthy, meaty email. But ultimately, we were looking for something a bit lighter. Mm-hmm. And for a picture book, we were kind of just hoping for something a bit more commercial and whatever. For context, this is during June of 2020. So the height mm-hmm. of Black Lives Matter, the height mm-hmm. of like all of the rage and everything mm-hmm. happening in the streets of the US mm-hmm. or everywhere. But it was that time. I responded to her and I said, thank you so much for the feedback. Respectfully, it was the hardest email, hand to God, the hardest email I've ever written in my life. I said, I can't think of anything more commercial or present right now than a story about loss and how Black children can deal with that and experience grief. Mm. For people to read a story and to be able to point out this is what grief looks like in not only kids, but in Black boys specifically. I paraphrased like a six, it was actually like six paragraphs. She probably was like, you're a psychopath. And so I sent that and a day in my mind though, I'm going to be, I'm going to keep it real for a second. One of two things I thought was going to happen. She's going to respond and be like, hell yeah, we want this book. Or 
they say they don't want it and they disagree with everything. And then I tweet this and now everybody's in trouble. And then another publisher wants to work with me, which is spicy to admit. I don't even know if I should say that out loud, but that's kind of what I was thinking because I was like, how is it that publishing once a diverse audience of authors and stories and whatever but like these but are not the stories that are hard to grapple with yeah, well, yeah also yeah. like it would have given you also an illuminating thing of like if they would have said no then you could have had the clarity to be like and great because i i don't want to work with somebody who doesn't see the absolutely. value in this absolutely yes exactly and so to their credit they responded and said again paraphrasing we have a responsibility as a publishing house and whatever blah 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 and so thank you for enlightening us and for holding us to the fire and all of this. And wow. I feel like not only was it well received, but it also was a moment of reflection for them because oh. then we also had a phone call and there was no deal or anything at that point. It was just like mm-hmm. a phone call. And like, how nice is it to just receive a phone call after you've just mm-hmm. delivered a heartfelt story to a publishing house? All that mm-hmm. to say, they gave me a book deal. Yeah, yeah, they was crazy. Yeah, they did. They gave me a book deal. Nah, yeah. it makes so much and sense. It makes all the sense in the world. Can you tell us a bit about though? I mean, it all was very kismet of like the timing and everything. But can you tell us why you wanted grief to be the center mm-hmm. of the story? Yeah, yeah. It's so funny, Gabby, because I didn't start out with that in mind. That was not the original story. It was mm. not grief. Didn't really wasn't a big piece of the story. But when I did start out. It was, I know that I want to do something highlighting my experience in the classroom and working with Black youth, Mm -hmm. specifically underserved Black youth. Mm -hmm. And then the other piece that I could speak to was my time spent with my clients, like my Mm -hmm. plant clients. Mm -hmm. And when I thought about the two things, and they felt like two different worlds completely, Mm -hmm. if I overlapped them, the one thing I saw in the middle was the way that everyone at some point in their life experienced grief. And if they haven't yet, they're going to. Mm -hmm. And so with my plant clients, the one thing that stood out to me time and time again is every time I got a request, someone was going through something. It was, I just moved into a new apartment or I'm in the middle of a divorce. I just had a baby. I just, something. And it was, now I need to care for my plants or I want to bring new plants into my space, something. Mm -hmm. And so then with my kids, when I was teaching, I noticed that every day they would come in bringing some baggage but we were expecting them to like get an A on the test that day. It was just like, come on. Like I, I saw the phrase recently of it's not that I'm not good at school or that I'm not a straight A student. I just didn't have the luxury of only focusing on school. And that I wish I could like scream from the rooftops to so many teachers um, Mm -hmm. and just the administration in general. All of that to say, to answer your question, I like, I wanted to find a way to speak to both of those things. And I think loss ended up coming out of that through the idea that like people were killing their plants. Like Mm -hmm. these things are dying and then we mourn them. And I noticed that that could maybe be the metaphor to talk about loss. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last piece of that, I feel like I'm rambling, but the last piece of that is when I was in the classroom, there'd be so many instances where some, there were 32 kids in a classroom. At least once a month, some kid was coming and bringing some traumatic something. And as a teacher, you understand that everyone in there believes in different things. And at least five of the parents are going to yell at you if you tell them that the sky is blue because they don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. But the one thing you're safe doing as a teacher is finding a literary resource that you can just read to the kids 
and they can interpret it the way that they want. And I really struggled to find a book, not only about loss, but about loss within a Black community that wasn't trauma porn and just something that highlighted what loss and grief looked like. And so then I was like, well, I'm just going to make that. And it wasn't that easy, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to make that. I'm so grateful for that, even like on a personal level. I had so much trauma and loss in high school, older, obviously, but I lost my brother and my father when I was in high school. And I I mm. had to drop out. Like I went to like an online school for a semester. I couldn't go. I couldn't bring that to school every day. I felt so disconnected. I felt so misunderstood. Right. I would sit and just feel so disassociated listening to them talk about history homework when I'm like, my dad is dead. Like, why the fuck do I care about doing this paper? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so obviously I was older, mm. but I just appreciate you looking for that narrative so much. And I'm wondering if, are you also familiar with grief personally in that way that that also resonated with you? Or was it just this overlap that you had seen in like, you are a metaphor queen. I remember that about you last time too. Like you have a beautiful way (laughs) of finding gorgeous metaphors. So I love that that like visual of the plants and the kids come together. But I'm wondering like, what's your personal relationship with grief too? I have to say that my personal relationship with grief is consoling children that's the closest that I've come to it I lost my grandmother very hard Hard. and I have the privilege of saying that grief hasn't hit me very close apart from my grandmother passing away but I have to say that like when someone becomes a certain age and they pass away it's like it can it can only shatter your world so much where like Mm -hmm. you know that Mm -hmm. it's coming versus it not coming not to diminish that so working in a school that's considered an at-risk school with kids who are constantly facing trauma to the point where trauma is the day-to-day. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what is not only what is my responsibility as a teacher to support you, but then also how am I oh, so many things. I just felt like if I'm going to do this and I'm going to put words into the world, I need to be able to stand by them and create a resource for the kids that before I had any sort of like, before I could support them in their grief and pretend to even know half of what they're talking about, I wanted to create a resource that I could have used way back then because I was missing Mm. that. And so Mm. now I have it. And I promised myself that I would be in a position one day to make that, not only for the other me's that are working summer camps right now and are just doing the like $20 an hour thing, but it's like, where can you go when you don't have the life experience to comfort someone? You can at Mm. least have a resource. I Mm. think that's so important. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. especially with kids, like who asks better and more poignant questions than kids when it comes to big topics too, like grief and other things, like kids always find the way to just cut through to the root of it and ask in such a like simple, beautiful way. We're just like, fuck. Okay. Like (laughs) the conversations with kids are next level. So it's so true. Next like having level. a resource to refer to is just so helpful. Mm-hmm. And you and to your point too, I think the metaphor piece too. Like, thank you for crowning me metaphor queen. But I think that's exactly yeah. it because I was dealing with kids with so much trauma, and like you want to have a one to one conversation about why it is that their dad has gone off to prison, but it's like, wait a second, you're ten years old. I'm not allowed to be talking with you about right. this. But maybe mm-hmm. find a metaphor about that one time that I lost something doesn't come close, but there's a metaphor that we can speak through here. Mm -hmm. And the other piece of that is lived experience, right? And so I'm working with 
fellow teachers who might not be black or come from the same communities, but it's like, if I can find a metaphor and we have a, a shared lived experience, then we can probably have a like encode conversation. Totally. Totally. Just as a society in general, like we're so uncomfortable with talking about grief. It's not yeah. something that you're taught to talk about. And death. Just oh my God. So no one will talk about it. Yeah. The I'm sorry for your loss. Like it's just, it's Ugh. so, we don't have And the then tools. I'm consoling you because you said I'm sorry. And now you're uncomfortable about my grief. So now I'm consoling you at the fact that I've healed through my grief, but you can't handle me bringing it up. Don't get me started. I feel very passionate mm. about it. Just from my like witness perspective, it's become such a very like isolating experience where it's one of those things that like we're we're not taught to like move through together in a space as a collective. We don't know how to talk to each other about this. Mm -hmm. When you were growing up, was that a conversation that you saw? Yeah. Anytime we talked about death or loss, it was in relation to religion or like Christianity mm -hmm. or they're in a better place yeah. or like it was God said it was time and it was just like did he like that's kind of whack. right like, yeah. right <laughs> the other piece of this too is like you just you just pointed it out we're so uncomfortable talking about it and like we can see when someone's sad and like so maybe we should say sorry for your loss and whatever the biggest thing and the, the number one reason why i wrote this book is because that is such a privilege and i don't think that conversation is being had being able to label this person is mourning and sad because they lost someone in their life that is not common for people to do with black boys. Mm. They're seen mm. as like quiet or like rude and shut down and like dismissive, but like maybe they're going through something. Like has that mm. occurred to anyone? What does that mm. look like mm. when like a kid is in the corner quiet and doesn't want to do recess today or doesn't want to participate in the history discussion? And so, yeah, I just, I can't say it enough. Like it's such a privilege to be able to say, I'm sad and for the world to be able to receive that and give you what you need. But the moment that a black boy, I haven't even heard it. I don't think I've ever heard any of my students say mm -hmm. I'm sad mm -hmm. or I'm not in the mood today or whatever. It's just like, maybe it's lashing out or maybe it's like just being super quiet, but to be able to articulate that and know that that's okay and that someone's going to receive that and know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. That's huge. And that was what I really wanted to get across in this. It really makes me almost start crying because my fiance is a black boy who lost his mother. Mm. And th there, there really was like no ongoing conversation about grief. So one, it's just so important what you're doing. I can't even stand it. It's making me cry. But two, kind of going back to what you said about lived experience, I wonder what that was like writing from a boy's perspective, because obviously yeah. you don't have that lived experience. So like you have part of it, but not yeah. the other. So like, what was that? What was it like to try to put yourself in like a little boy's shoes? This book has changed tenses so many freaking times I can't even stand really? it. Because I'm like, who am I to speak to the black male experience? But also, if I'm not going to do it, someone's not going to do it. And then like, right. it just bounced around so many times. And so I decided to go with describing what Malcolm was going through. I'm not going to be Malcolm, the main character. Mm -hmm. And so I ultimately made that decision because I just wanted to tell the story based on what I've observed over the last few years. And the story from a Black male's perspective will come in time. That's not my responsibility in the same way that I would not want a Black male to talk about what my experience would be. You know what I mean? I just mm -hmm. kind of was like, let me check myself and like, what is it? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. I'm yeah, not going to say right. I'm doing a good thing for the sake of it. I'm going to tell the story the way that I've observed it. And I think 
time and time again, if I was ever stuck and if I was unsure if I was like doing this the right way, I'd think, okay, if my my eighth graders from, oh my God, 2017 were here, would I feel comfortable reading this to them? Or would they call me out like, Miss Green, what the hell is going on on page 13? Like, that's how I would check myself. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Were there any less, I mean, I'm sure there were multiple, but were there any specific lessons that stand out to you that you recognized or learned while writing the book? Like about herself or about the grief? <laughs> My life. Both. Or all of it. Yeah. Just yeah, all yeah. of it. Because also like there's yeah. a lot to be said, obviously from the grief, grief perspective, yeah. but then also from the perspective of like you're switching between like creative modalities, you know, like you're. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's you like, multi-hyphenate. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're unlocking a completely new part of yourself. So that question is broad. So take it. Take it as you will. Yeah. I'll speak to the book specifically first. My partner, Nick, I would constantly go to him and people I love to be like, what do you think of this part? Is this clear? Or I would look for validation and also just advice, which is normal during this process, I'd say. Mm -hmm. However, we had a discussion back in December. I say discussion lightly because I broke down in tears. But he gently told me that there comes a point when the creative process has to stop. My final draft was due and I'd submitted the final draft, but then I sent two follow-up emails to the publisher saying, actually, can we do this? Actually, can we do this? Mm. And he's like, he he described this metaphor. He's And I can't remember which person in his life told him this, but you have a blank canvas and the artist is painting and then you look at it and it's beautiful and then they paint over it and they extend the drawing and it looks better and better and better each time. And he keeps going. And by the time he paints for the hundredth time, it's a black canvas. And you could mm-hmm. argue that it's completely ruined because it's just black now. You have to decide. Not only do you have to, but it's a privilege to be able to decide when the creative process start, stops. Mm. And so then I was like, that you're done. You've been done. It's <laughs> over. It's done. And I read this beautiful quote from this book. Uh, I don't even, I have it upstairs. I need to shout it out before we hang up. But it was my responsibility as an author is to tell my story from my perspective. However, someone decides to interpret or read that, that is on them. I cannot control that. And once I read that, I was like, this book is heat. I hate, I hope all you hate it because I love it. It's really good. Wait, Mariah, have you read Brick Rubin's book, The Creative Act? I knew this was coming. I'm sorry. Everything you're saying. Everything you're saying is so, so a lot. Rick Rubin is like my blueprint of what I want my career to be. Really? Rick Rubin? Yeah. Are you familiar with him? No, I'm writing it down as we speak because I need a new book to get me through this process. The Creative Act, A Way of Being by Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin is Mm. a notorious music producer who is barefoot and meditates and super spiritual and says, I have nothing to do with music besides the fact that like, I understand the artistic process and like how, Mm -hmm. how spiritual that is and what it means to make art, what it means to stop, how the audience is the last component of the art, how you can completely not resonate with the art you made. But if, if that was expressive for you at the time, it was the best thing for it at the time. Like whether you relate to it or now or not, does it take away the meaning? Like it's everything you're saying. Mm -hmm. So you are going to just eat this book up. It's my Bible. It's totally my Bible. I need that. Again, this is one of those things I'm saying, because it sounds good, but I'm like, I got my first bad review the other day and I'm like, Shh, no, you made it. That. that means you made it. I made it. That means you made it. You made People it. are talking shit about me for free. That's so crazy. That's when you yeah. made it. I used to tell my friend that shit too. I'm like, when you're big enough that people have to like make up rumors or like 
feel like they have to make some excuse for how you got in a room. Like that shows how much you're crushing it. Mm. Like you're important mm. enough that you worked them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you brought up, a, that's an emotional response to you. And yeah. an emotional response is a trigger because that's bringing something up for them. And like mm -hmm. when art brings up emotions or triggers someone like that's doing its job. It's yeah, you hitting. did your job. That's so true. It yeah. is. And the other piece of that too, is I feel this protective, like, not only because I wrote the thing, I've done many projects that are mine, but I feel especially protective of this thing because publishing is such a white industry, right? Mm -hmm. And so yeah. all the reviewers and like the feedback that I'm getting is predominantly from white people mm -hmm. without this lived experience. I'm blessed to have an editor and a lot of people on my team who are people of color and are women, which is amazing. But with the reviews coming in right now, I'm not trying to make myself sound like a victim whatsoever. I'm just, I think what I'm struggling with currently is trying to decipher what's really healthy, like feedback to get mm -hmm. and what mm -hmm. is like, you don't have this lived experience. Like, how can mm -hmm. you speak to, mm -hmm. like one of the reviews that I got was like, did the dad die? It's never explicitly said. And I'm like, this is probably one of the first books to ever talk about grief without it being like trauma porn. And it's also for mm -hmm. kids. Like, I'm sorry for like maybe fucking up and not saying he died because I guarantee if I straight up said he died, oh my God, I'd be no, like the worst yeah, picture yeah, book yeah. author of time, yep. you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. So I really struggled with that. And then, sorry, Gabby, you said earlier, I meant to bring this up. I cannot tell you how many times we went through revisions about changing the word died, passed, passed on, passed away, mm -hmm. like wherever the little positioning statement of this book, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we changed it so many times. What'd you land on? She's like, I don't even know. She's like, let me see. Passes away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When Pops unexpectedly passes away. Yeah. That felt safe. Yeah. Totally. Like okay. whatever to make you buy it. If you hate me after, that's fine. Like I'm going to dinner with no, money. No, it's safe so one. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Period. <laughs> like you still period. bought it, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I want you to read it to me. I know. Seriously. <laughs> Are you gonna like, do an audible and like read it yourself? Can I put this into the universe on the air? Yeah. Yes. My dream is because remember I was doing so much stuff with Headspace. I would yes. love yeah. to do a reading with them, like their little good nighttime stories. Oh, I want to be one of those. My girls. God, you, Mariah. That's you will be. You will be. You That's are. That's perfect. So. And you have a relationship really with them. Love. Yeah, exactly. The pandemic happened. If you knew some a company before the pandemic, you know no one there. So I'm like, yeah. hey, it's me. Yeah, yeah, so that produced for like 25 episodes oh. for you guys. Can I like ask you for something? I like, yeah. But I'm putting it into the universe. It will happen. It's fine. I love I how love I like nervous laugh idea. at that. People listening need to get comfortable with the fact that I do that. I'm like, oh my God, layoffs. <sighs> <laughs> humor is our number one coping mechanism i think we've made that abundantly oh, yeah. clear with our memes yeah so it's a safe space for a nervous giggle so gabby i want you to read me the book and when you get to the page where someone passes away if you don't nervous giggle it's fake i'm like oh, and then true. he died <laughs> so we don't see that did you ever watch modern family when every time she talks about a dead person yes. she can't not smile yes Yes. That's also a very good depiction of grief and mm -hmm. how people process. Oh, wait, that's good. Yeah, It's like one that's character that's good. always smiling and they're like, why are you smiling, you psychopath? And she's <laughs> like, I can't talk about death. It's I'm so uncomfortable. I smile. It's pretty funny. I love how he's on a little stoop in the cover art and it reminds me of your AD 
Yes, it looks with you on the stoop with the children, the kids. That's where it came from. That is exactly where it came from. Everything I was working on that. It's behind you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, she's in the shot. Household, not me on the. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, be proud. Are you kidding? In the shot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the listeners, because of you. I was about to say for the listeners, I wrote that. (laughs) To be clear, yes. Gabby casually hit me up on a fucking Tuesday at 3 p.m. Like, hey, I want to cover you in Arc Digest. How did no, you get this number? Yeah. Can I just tell you, I was so excited about that. We have to give. We I have to, and I told you, I told you this, and you were like, why did you not tell me that sooner? We yeah. have to give Amy Astley that credit because on Amy. I was, it's on Amy because I was it's her on. assistant at the time, and she handed to me on my desk the New York Times article that you were featured in with a bunch of other people. And we were doing like a plant thing. And she was like, wait, this girl seems cool. Like hit these, hit some of these people up. Amy mm-hmm. had the New York Times article. The copy and, and circled then told it. You she circled it with the post-it and gave it to me. Amy girl. You should have kept that. You should have kept that newspaper copy. Yeah, sorry. Mariah oh would have framed it. Yeah. Uh, that you sent me, by the okay. way. I'm like, to make it about me. One of the nicest emails I've ever gotten after writing a story about someone. Like I have it, I have it starred in my favorites on my email forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was like the nicest email ever. I don't think you understand or know what that did for me and propelled me into. It pushed me from niche little business owner to people living in the West Village, multi-million dollar homes, being like, what plant should I put here? That is like, it. I I have to say that was the biggest thing that like propelled me into my career. Bigger than New York Times, bigger than Good Morning America. That wow. did it. That was it. Wow. That makes me want to. The cry. power. I'm just the happy power that of I can... these three co-hosts. I'm I like, including oh, myself. <laughs> four. Four. Oh, sorry, sorry. Four. Yeah. How dare you? God forbid we forget Curry. Yeah. yeah star of the show. That really warms my heart in a million ways because you forget when like, especially now that I'm like work from home, like you forget that people actually read it and that like it does. You're something. talking about people that whose lives can be changed from it. Absolutely. Gabby, so, you changed my life in case <laughs> like we've been mincing words here. You literally changed my life. I mean, you're the most deserving person on planet earth and I'm honored that I got to Period. be the one to tell that story. And look what you've done with the fucking platform and look how many people you're like, helping with the fucking platform. That was my first print piece too. So like win-win. When ah, oh, you guys. Wow, not us both eating. Yep, wow. mm-hmm. that's how we like it. We love you, Mariah. Thank you for doing this. Seriously, I love you guys so 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 much. We love truly. You. Please, can it not be over? Never. No, read us your book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go take my blanket, lay down, read us a bedtime story. <laughs> I honestly would love to. Can we also, okay, you guys normally, I was going to say you guys normally run the show. Like it's not your show. You guys normally, <laughs> you guys normally run the show, but I kind of want to, I want to throw something out there. Ooh. You for 
30 seconds uninterrupted get to talk shit on one thing. So I don't remember, know if you remember in my story, I'd be like, kiss my ass Mondays and I would just pick yes. anything and be like, kiss oh, my wait, ass. Yeah. Like, Guys, you, if you're yeah. not following, if you're not following Maria on Instagram, oh, by the way, before the we end recording, follows. you're going to tell us everything, where to find you, where to find the book. But like, if you don't right. follow her on Instagram <laughs> and actually, I don't listen to anybody with sound on. Cause like, fuck that. Oh no, I no, listen no. to every single one of your stories. Every story. On. Oh no. my God. That's real. That's how you yeah. know. Cause I'm like, people are tapping through this shit. No, 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 okay. no. And TikTok. Your TikToks make me fucking laugh. Sorry. Keep yeah. Going. Really? Yeah. For thirty seconds. Oh my god. Okay. For thirty seconds uninterrupted, each of you get to tell someone to kiss your ass. It can be shorter than thirty seconds too, but you, someone, something, brand, like you can tell the environment, whoever, whoever wants to go first. Who are you telling to kiss your ass? Oh, we're gonna I do it right now. Oh, I say fuck, who I it is. Yeah. I can't say who it is. You know who you are. You can kiss my ass because. Okay, I you know who you are and you can kiss my ass because mental illness is not an excuse to act as an asshole. And I've met a lot more people, a lot more mentally ill than you, and they don't treat people a fraction of what you do. Her. <laughs> Grow up, take accountability, do some healing. I don't want to fucking see it. Big per. Per. Gabby, if you're not going to do it here, you will be sending a video and I will be uploading it to my story. <laughs> no, I will be doing it here. It's just Meadow knows that like I have a rap sheet of like. Yeah, yeah. no, she's <laughs> cycling through which one she's going to choose right now. She's going through the Rolodex. Can I tell you what my mom wishes? Oh, yes. That Why, woman, absolutely. we land, we land in London and I get, ugh, for anyone who's actually met my mom, you know how funny this is because my mom is like the... <laughs> She's earned it, okay? She's earned the title, but she's bougiest bitch in town. Let me just yeah. tell you. Yeah. And as she, she deserves to be. <laughs> apparently, so we flew British Airways, and apparently they only fly the older model planes out of Miami. Airline tickets right now are psychotic, but that woman has mm. points up her ass. She's like, you know, book the business class flight for herself, whatever. She calls us when she lands, and she's like, let me just tell you that the business class flight with British Airways on this old model plane was the worst thing I've ever sat on. She's like, the, the chair, the this, that, just going off on this like business class fucking seat. And I was like, mom. But then I took that same plane and I called her and I said, you were right. <laughs> you oh, no! were correct. <laughs> you were correct, the lady. Mm, it just, bitch, oh, the, no. you know what? Okay, I'm sorry. It was supposed to be a lie flat seat. This is what I, apparently I'm going off on. It was supposed to be a lie flat <laughs> seat. Do you know what this bitch was? It lied down up to like your ass. And then it was a footrest on the other side that you had to like with a lever, like go like this. And then that would come down and you would put your feet up. But guess what? There was nothing. Be there was nothing holding up your calves. No, 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 no. And I'm oh, supposed to nap no. in that bitch? No, that's Absolutely weird. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell no. Mm -mm. No, I'd be mm -mm. pissed too. Mm -mm. No. Mm -mm. I get it. False advertising. Mm -mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, false advertising. But then on the flight yeah. home, I took the actual like updated plane and that was, I had a cubby. I was straight <laughs> chilling in there. I was comfy as go. can be. But listen, points, guys, get a good credit card. Like, like do your research. There's also like all these websites that you can figure out of like what credit card is best. Oh, for like, Nerd points. Wallet. It's yes, like my thank favorite you. resource oh, ever. Yeah. yeah. I keep yeah. that thing on me. I am credit yeah. card up. Might not have a pop mm -hmm. savings account, but my points No, but are my points. Stupid. I'm just going to throw a story out there before we go. The first time I went to London to see my mans, mm -hmm. he had me on a business class flight. Yes, he did. And when I tell you I was acting so different on that business flight. <laughs> Literally. Brand Literally. Brand. Can you put this in the yeah. captain's closet? Like all of it. Because yes. I can't. Hell yes. Sorry. You, I no, can't. no, no, no. 
I can't reach. I can't reach. do it. I can't oh my God. Do you know what that fucking reminds me of? I simply of? can't. No, li- simply, simply can't. When I first started dating my boyfriend and I met his mom for one of the first times who I'm obsessed with, she told me, she was like, sweetie, just wait. The day's going to come where you're all of a sudden going to forget how to pick up the grocery bags. You're not going to know how to carry a case of water. Your arms are going to stop working. And I was like, ma'am, that's already happened. Yeah. I saw this man's height um, and what his arms looked like. And I was like, I can't carry anything. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't carry No, I, can't, I simply can't. <laughs> Sorry. He tucked me into and bed he's last a Leo? night. He's Leo rising. She's a Leo. Oh, he's a Leo rising. Oh, yeah. okay. You're good. He's a you're Capricorn. Good. Okay, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're good. Yeah. And Meadow, no. what is your partner? Taurus. Mm-hmm. Him and I are the same. Gabby, Gabby and Aaron are the, the only two people that say no to me. They're like the mm-hmm. very same forceful, loving figures in my life. They're, they're, they're both my loving. husbands. <laughs> forceful, loving figures in my life. A lot You're the, you and Aaron here. are the only reason why I get yeah. anything done or that I have like any semblance of a brain is you That's and Aaron. That's not true. But I do my say husband's. that Meadow is my leash child. Like she's the kid at Disney that I is on the leash. leash child. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. T. Yeah. 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 I'm like the little airy. The awkward like, laugh. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's our dynamic. It's truly yeah, our it's dynamic. Good. I, I'm good with I it. For it. I love you guys. <laughs> we so, love you. Okay. Wait, we have to the talk off there. Tell us, tell us, is the book out? Is it pre-orders? Where could everyone get it? Yeah, of course. Please plug your Instagram and TikTok multiple times. The book comes out August 1st. Um, yes, it It's does. available for pre-order right now. But my preference is that you wait August 1st. You want to know why? Because in Tell real us. Leo fashion, yeah. my birthday is August 1st. Yes, it is. <gasps> oh, my God. It's sick. I didn't your pick that date. is going to have your same birthday. Psycho. Oh, my God. I actually, I kind of, I really don't like that it's on my birthday because I feel like I'm going to, I've decided I'm going to put my phone in the drawer. I'm off the grid. Like, I'm cool. done. I'm paying Good. someone to run that day for me because my Good. birthday is still my birthday. Yes. And, like, Good job. I'm already gonna yeah. we already cry on our birthdays anyway. So it's yeah. like, why yeah, am I gonna yeah, yeah. give myself a reason yes. to cry? So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Good job. The book comes out August 1st and it's available for pre-order right now. It's 1899. We all got 1899 sitting somewhere. Fuck yeah. Buy one do. for yourself, your sister, your auntie, your cousin. It's a good gift. It's out. It's a great gift. Such a good gift. Buy it and donate it to your local children's library. Yes, you can. Elementary yes. school. The other thing I'm telling people to do as well is go to your local bookstore and tell them, yeah. hey, have you heard of this book? You should sell it here. So even if yeah. you don't buy a copy, just like nudge someone who can buy a copy or a business because okay. those are the sales I really need. Totally. Totally. I'm already lining up the bookstores that I want to take it to. And drop the handle, Maybe. baby. Drop yeah, all your drop social oh, yeah. You can find me at Greenpeace. Shout out to Instagram for still not giving me a blue check, even though I'm really an author now, but whatever. And you can find me on TikTok at Mariah Green, or you can find me on green.peace, but Mariah Green is more messy. Yes. Love it. We love the mess. We love her. Thanks, Mariah. We love you. Thanks for coming on. Love you guys. We'll see you again soon. Yeah, we will see you so soon. Ciao. How's it going, y'all? It's Aaron. Don't let your Monday suck. Don't have those Sunday scaries. I'm tired of everybody waking up in the week saying, ah, shit, it's Monday. You know what goes down? TMV releases every week on Mondays. Make sure you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're watching YouTube, yes, TMV has a YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and ring that noti bell and never miss a thing. And also, join the TMV familia by joining the Thoughts May Vary Patreon and by following at Thoughts May Vary Pod on Instagram and TikTok. 
Thank you for listening. Great. There you go. Thanks, baby. Gotcha.